From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. So, J.R., the Associated Press and other media outlets are declaring Democrat Joe Biden the winner of Wisconsin's 10 electoral votes. Biden holds a lead of about 20,000 votes over Republican President Donald Trump. Trump's campaign says it'll request a recount in Wisconsin. Do you predict that the recount will take place? And if so, how would the process unfold? Well, under state law, um, the recount process was tweaked after 2016 because Jill Stein, who finished fourth, was able to then request a recount. Now you have to be basically second place finisher, be within one percentage point of the winner. And if the margin is greater than 0.25%, you have to pay for it. Right now, we're around you know 20,500 vote margin. That's a difference of about 0.6 percentage points. Um, so that means the Trump campaign would have to pay for it if they wanted to have the recount. Now the process begins where the clerks go through and double-check all their numbers. The report of the county clerks, they go through a canvassing process to make sure everything lines up and adds up. And they report that to the state, uh, to the Elections Commission, for final tally. Um, sometimes you'll find mistakes in that process, like there were numbers were transposed or you know, the wrong numbers put in the wrong ward, something like that. They're usually minor, minor issues that come up. Um, the one exception was the 2011 uh, state Supreme Court race. Recall there was an issue with a reporting from results in Waukesha County. That swung 7,000 votes in that race, but it wasn't, it was just a human error, essentially, okay? Once we go through the recount process, all we basically do is feed the ballots back to the machine a second time. Now, what you also do is see, okay, how many ballots were, would you have a situation where no vote was recorded? Where maybe, like, you know, if you have an optical scan where you're supposed to fill in an oval, somebody put an X outside the oval but not didn't fill in the oval. Well, then the campaigns could kind of go to hand-to-hand combat or reach those votes. But you don't find 20,500 votes that have that kind of an issue, let alone win enough of those votes to change, change the results. So if the canvas comes in with a margin route now, don't expect a major change in a recount um, unless somehow there's a lawsuit to disqualify votes or something like that. Um, remember, when Jill Stein did her asked for her recount four years ago, all it did was boost Donald Trump's lead by 131 votes. There was no major change in the final tally. So it would be unusual to see something really change from this one if the Trump campaign requests it, like they said they would, and then pays for it. At the same time, do you expect Trump will contest the absentee ballots in Wisconsin? I mean, I guess anything is possible. I didn't see that in the statement they put out, but I'm not sure what the basis would be to do that right now. Remember, um, we still had to have in Wisconsin absentee ballots in by 8 p.m. election night, same as it's always been. There was that judge, federal judge who had tried to extend the deadline, but that was overturned by the courts. So everything ran as usual. The only thing unusual was the amount of time it took to count the ballots. That's not a sign of a problem. That is a sign of the system working, a system that was basically... Um, taking on a record number of absentee ballots and working through a process. They were not allowed to open them until election morning at 7 a.m. when the polls opened. So this, there's nothing unusual about it taking a long time to count that many ballots. We're just not used to it because 
We don't usually have that many absentees. But again, there's nothing that I've seen so far that suggests a problem. Now, the Trump campaign talked about irregularities. I have not seen any, you know, as we sit or speak right now, seen any evidence of like what they're talking about or what their specifics are. Maybe they have something that I haven't seen yet. But again, just the time it took to count the ballots should not be seen as a problem. It was a system working like it's tended to, just not um, used to that many absentee ballots. What factors contributed to Biden's victory here? If you go county by county, you know, every every couple you find that Trump underperformed from 16, he overperformed a couple here and there. Um, Dane County, you have to say that has become a powerhouse for Democrats. Um, it increased its its partisanship. I think it was like 70% for Clinton four years ago, no, it's 75% for Biden this time. Uh, turnout was up in Milwaukee compared to four years ago. You know, we're, we're waiting for the final numbers to come in, but it's just just a mix and mash of various things. Turnout was up everywhere. We have almost 3.3 million votes cast so far. That's a record in Wisconsin for the raw number. In terms of the voting age population, it's about 72-ish, 73-ish percent. You got to wait for the final count from Elections Commission on turnout, but the record was 74%. So this was a super engaged electorate that turned out in Wisconsin, and it kind of felt like we thought it would. Donald Trump did very well in rural areas. He did very well in um, you know the places you expect him to. Joe Biden did very well in the urban area. I mean, it, it was a map that looked a lot like the 2018 governor's race in terms of what counties were won, other than you know Donald Trump won Kenosha County. Um, Joe Biden won Door County. You know, there are a couple of exceptions to what, but the maps look pretty much like they usually do. This was just really high turnout across the board. Trump spent a lot of time campaigning in the state, including visits here every couple of days in the week or so leading up to the election. But it wasn't enough to secure a victory. Why not? Well, I mean, uh, Joe Biden had a huge spending advantage on TV and and pounded the airwaves for months. Um you know, honestly, with the spending disparity, it was almost two to one or more than two to one in Biden's favor when you add in all the outside groups, what they spent over the last month, two to one in Biden's favor. So honestly, you know, people have already kind of started to speculate that Trump's visits helped him because it offset that spending advantage that Biden had. Um, on top of that, it probably juiced his base because he went to places like West Salem in western Wisconsin. He went to Waukesha County. He went to a Janesville um, the, the Trump campaign went to Mosinee, for example, uh, in the last weeks of the campaign. It probably helped juice turnout to a point that maybe tightened the race. Now, when I say tighten the race, the polling also may have been off. And we kept seeing polls that had Biden up by five points, some of them much more than that. They were off again. You know, the question is why. Uh, they're still trying to figure out what happened. But uh, definitely Donald Trump's Boots on the ground approach. I mean, between the campaign visits and his campaign went door to door where Joe Biden's did not, for the most part. Um, Democrats avoided campaigning door to door amid COVID-19 because they felt like that was something they didn't want to take a risk, number one. Number two, their voters weren't thrilled with the idea of that. But, you know, that personal touch that Republicans and and Trump had, it probably helped. Uh, and, and in a race like this, every little bit makes a difference. And you have to say that those those decisions made a difference what happened in Wisconsin. Turning to the Wisconsin legislature, it was a big night for Republicans in the state Senate, as it looks like they were able to wrestle at least two seats from Democrats, one in River Falls and one in Green Bay. Were you surprised? And why was the GOP able to flip these seats? 
Well, their GOP seats topped the ticket. I mean, um, Patty Schottner's seat up in northwestern Wisconsin, that was a plus 17 Trump district four years ago. Her win in the January 2018 special election was a, one of the first signs of a the coming blue wave in 2018. So she was facing uphill path to start. Uh, the Green Bay seat, Dave Hansen held that seat for 20 years. He always outperformed top of the ticket. Um, that was just the way Dave Hansen was. His nephew, Jonathan Hansen, couldn't do the same thing. It's just it's a Republican seat. And I'm sure when the numbers are all in that Donald Trump will have won that seat, and that probably helped Eric Wimberger uh, take it. You know, they just so they're basically Republican seats performing like Republican seats. Uh, a very tight election. In the state assembly, it appears Democrats voted out longtime Republican members Rob Hutton of Brookfield and Jim Ott of Mequon. Both districts are located in the Milwaukee suburbs. What do you attribute to those defeats? Uh, it's the president's suburban problem. Now, I haven't drilled down into how he's done ward by ward because we won't have those numbers for a while yet. But in terms of like how they're the assembly seats, but the perception was going in that Republicans had a suburban problem and it was going to be uphill battle some seats and it turned out that they did. Um, you know, Wisconsin is changing. It's changing partly because of Donald Trump. Uh, four years ago, there were seats that I was used to seeing go Democratic that went Republican and I started seeing suburban seats that had been solid Republican seats underperform for Republicans and it's Donald Trump. He's realigned the electorate, not just here, but, you know, you'd argue nationally Democrats have done a poor job connecting with rural Wisconsinites. They're continuing to have a problem with that. Republicans have a brand issue in suburban areas. They need to fix that if they want to get back to those numbers we're used to seeing. It's just a realignment of Wisconsin, the Wisconsin electorate. That's WisPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.